Welcome to the Power Talk Podcast with our very old pastor, Paul Chicago, all the way from Pismo Beach. Oh my goodness, you're reading my shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Reverend Matthew DeLeon. How are you doing, Pastor? I'm doing good, man. Can you believe it rained last night? Oh, did it? Really? Yeah, it did. It did not know that. It rained a little bit. It rained a little oh, wow. bit. In fact, we have a pretty severe weather system coming our way as far oh, wow. as rain. They're, oh, wow. they're, they're expecting a lot of rain Interesting. this week. Well, I hear that it's an El Nino El is that Nino what that or is? El Nino? Yeah, they're expecting lots of rain due to the. I forget if it's El Nino or El Nino. So one of the yeah. brother or sister combo. Yeah, one of those combos, <laughs> mom or daddy, which one? But one of them are uh, going to uh, uh, supposedly bring a lot of weather, weather a big weather front this this year, supposedly. So we'll see. It's crazy. Our weather system, Pastor, so inconsistent from so much, too much snow, too much rain, yeah, no, but I, never consistent. It's never consistent, and I don't think you can never count on it until the Lord returns. So. It's just kind of the way it is, you yeah, know. So absolutely, yeah, for sure. Well, let's dive on into our topic, Pastor. It yeah. is the topic is for today is what is the glory of God? Yeah, the glory of God. You know, in our in our times, Pastor, it seems almost absent in churches. Yeah, it seems absent in Christians. Yeah, you know, and where people think the they might find it. Yeah, it's not there. Right. So to some people, it's non-existent. Right. So to some degree, God is non-existent. That's, yeah. You for know. Sure. So the yeah. question goes back is, you know, uh, why is the glory? Of, I'm sorry. What is the glory of God? Well, in the Greek or, or, or the, the Greek, it's doxa. And, and it basically means uh, uh, someone that you lift in high adoration mm-hmm. or esteem highly, somebody that's highly regarded, uh, you know, uh, and somebody you extol, you know, basically a worship to, or a, a like an, you know, basically an awe, okay. you know, like yeah. an awe of God. Yeah. So the glory of God is interesting because you'll find that a lot of times the glory of God is not just associated with how we would honor him, mm-hmm. but also it's, it's an association with what he is oh, okay. or a part of who he is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He just isn't highly esteemed by those who see him. Mm-hmm. He does retain a glory okay okay so the glory the word glory and also means to illuminate okay or illumination yeah, yeah. and so there's there's multiple there's a couple of different m- meanings to glory yeah. so not only is do we extol or esteem mm-hmm. or highly regard him mm-hmm. as in glorifying him mm-hmm. he also carries glory which means he is light Oh, okay. 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 So I think that's where my question stems from, you know, what is the glory of God? I think, I don't think people think about, like you just said, highly regarded or highly praised. Right. I think people are looking for that illumination, that right. his, his power and presence, if you will, to, yes. in regards to glory. Yes. Um, we do. A lot of times we, we, we tend to think glory is like, oh, the, the room is filled with yes. his glory, right? Yes, yes. And we know that that is true because we've seen that when the angel was standing at the tomb, mm-hmm. it talked about the glory, the glory that was there. Well, yeah. it was talking about that word glory is actually talking about to illuminate. Okay. In other words, he carried a glory okay. about him or okay. illumination about him. Yeah. But the, this is also why he also referred to the glory that the ladies were giving him, that angel as to he's not the one to glorify. That's it right. was that Jesus is to be glorified. Right. So so there's two glories being talked dealt with here. You're right because those women were praising the angel. It's like, no, 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 don't praise right. me. I didn't do anything here. I'm just a representative of what happened. 
Exactly. And so he, that's why he was even telling him, don't be afraid. You know, so the one that you come to seek is gone. Just like he said he would be. And so he's the one that you will give glory to. In that kind of honor or respect. Mm, and so, pressure. you know, if you want the glory of God to fall, mm -hmm. the illumination, the yeah. spirit or the power of God, basically, yeah, yeah. then you've got to learn to esteem him highly and regard him highly as in glorifying him. Okay. So the two okay. go hand in hand. You know, you don't see his glory without glorifying him. Mm. And so, you know, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. And it kind of goes back to answering my question as far as why don't we see it in church? It's because people aren't truly glorifying him to a certain degree. No, no, exactly. You know, it's, I, I kind of brought it up in my message this week a little bit, you know, that a lot of times it, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, we, we wonder when they've sinned, did they fall away from God? Mm. No, I know a lot, you know, I'd, I'd heard a minister that's well known, uh, John Bevere, he gives a great example of when he had met with Jim Baker when he was younger, because yes, Jim Baker had read a book of his. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember the name of that book, but mm -hmm. I remember he had talked about how talking about the awe of God or the glory of God. Yes. He said he was still young in the, in the ministry and stuff yeah. at the time. But Jim Baker had been around for a long time. Well, Jim Baker had fallen away from grace, mm -hmm. messed up the whole ministry. It had all fell apart. One of the largest ministries in the world, the PTL Club. I remember it as oh, a kid. Oh, yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord Club. Yeah, yeah. And it was very big. Uh, and um, This is in the 70s and 80s? 70s and 80s, okay. yes. Uh huh. And it was in the mid to late 80s somewhere between okay. 85 to 88 it all fell apart yes. because of some indis uh, sexual indiscretions mm -hmm. uh and again i won't go through all the names and stuff of the people involved but um it was crazy so it all falls apart this 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 ministry that's worth hundreds of millions even back in that time today would probably end up being the billions and the tune billions but it was one of the largest ministries in the world mm -hmm. and he falls away but anyway he asked John Bevere to come because he had read his book. Okay. And the one of the main questions that John wanted to ask him was, well, when did you when did you stop loving God? And the first response out of Jim Baker's mouth was, I never stopped loving God. And he said, John Bevere said he, he struggled with that at the moment when yeah. he was sharing it. Yeah. And he just couldn't understand <laughs> how you could do something like that to God and say that you still love him. Yeah, good question. And it was a very good question. He says, he goes, John, I, I never stopped loving God. Mm -hmm. He said, what I did, what what happened was, was I lost the fear of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And so the point is, is that the glory departs, that we don't see the glory anymore yeah. when there's a lack of fear in the body of Christ. Yeah, exactly. You know, and what does that fear look like? Well, it's real simple. It's called conviction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We want to do what's right, because we know what we potentially are doing is wrong. Right. You don't see a lot of conviction in the body of Christ. Uh, we've talked about this before on other podcasts, and I don't want to go rehash it too much, but it, but it brings to the point mm -hmm. is that a lot of times people um, excuse a lot of their sins and compromise with things mm -hmm. simply because they've found a way around it by even using the Bible a lot of times. No, you're right. Uh, around to make excuses for mm -hmm. kind of things that they will accept back into their lives. Right. And what happens is, is God can't move in those because even if it's true that God says, yeah, it's not illegal biblically to do, but it's not right for you to do. Right. In other words, people used to seek God and ask him, God, what do you want from my life? Yes, and that's yes, the kind of people that see the, the, that see the glory of God. It says, it says, it, what's the scripture where it says, um, um, the, only the humble 
only, only the pure in heart will see the, the Lord. Only the pure in heart will see God. Mm -hmm. the, the reason why nobody sees God is because there's no purity. Mm -hmm. And purity ushers in the glory, glory of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's because you're glorifying God with true esteem. Mm. There's a true fear behind that. Exactly. Like you said, you have a high, high regard a for high who regard. God is. Yes. Not just what he can do for you. There you go. But who he is. That's right. As the creator God, Father God. That's right. That's right. You're esteeming somebody who's giving you Beautiful. more than you deserve. Beautiful. You regard him in such a way that you that you desire to know what he wants before you desire to do what mm. do what you want to do. Mm. So mm. It's, God, what do you desire from me? Is this okay for me? You know, I, I bring this up quite a bit. But, yeah. for instance, I tell people all the time, I don't go watch Raider on movies. Yeah. That doesn't make me a better Christian necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's And it's also not necessarily wrong for others. Right. And you can't find that in Scripture. I can't find it in, can't scripture. Find it in scripture. I know that the Lord doesn't want us to hang, you know, look at some of the things and listen to some of the things that are on Raider Arm. But yeah. he doesn't want it even in G movies, for the goodness sake. Come on, Pastor. Right? Yeah. So the point is, is I, I sought the Lord and I said, Lord, what, what do you want from my life? Mm -hmm. And he says, I don't want you to watch these R movies because, the, because the, there is no rules. And because there's no rules... I don't want you to to have to deal with impure thoughts. I don't yeah. want you to have to deal with an impure uh, uh, yeah. thought yeah. or or yeah. something that you've seen or uh, seen or uh, with your eyes or heard with your ears. Right. And I don't want that to settle into your heart. So I don't right. want you to even go near it. Right. Now, is it sin? To many people not at all. But for me, it's wrong. Mm -hmm. It's sin. Yeah. And so the point is, is, that's because I glorify God. Amen. I glorify God no matter what it is that I do. So yeah. there are things in my life I just don't do. So now I'm at a point now, mm -hmm. I just don't even really go to the movies anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, it doesn't make me more spiritual. Yeah. But what it does do is it doesn't keep, put a wedge between me and he, the voice of God. Because yeah. I reverence him much so highly. I love it because to me, it's like God is raising a standard in your relationship. Yes. And you're complying with every standard set forth. Because exactly it's, it's right. only set there to enhance a relationship. That's it. I love what the Bible calls communion. Fellowship. Yeah. God wants, he desires fellowship with the pastor. That's on right. a deep, intimate level. Yes. Real deep. And sometimes that means sacrifice and standards being raised. And we have to be obedient to those standards. We do. We have to be completely obedient. And that means sometimes we're doing things that some people might say, well, you're just being religious. Yeah. No, no. Good it's life. only religious if I impose it upon you. Uh, ooh, that's good. That's, only, that's the that's only time good. it's religion. That's it's not good. religious if it's upon me. Yeah. That's called relationship. Right. Because of my relationship with the Lord mm -hmm. and my reverent fear, my, me glorifying him in a way that he desires so in my life, so good. what happens is, is that it brings about a deeper, more meaningful relationship yeah. that others will say, well, you're just religious. Maybe so to you, uh -huh. but I'm not imposing my relationship 100%. and what God has spoken to me yeah. upon you anyway. So That's don't worry good. about me. That is really good. And if you'll learn to live that way, You'll not only you'll not only be giving him glory, but you'll also at times see the glory. Amen. Yeah. Literally, the illumination of God. I love it. Do you have a scripture? Do you have reference that you that uh, stood out to you? Yeah, the one that really stood out to me was when when Eli in First Samuel chapters three and uh, chapters one through chapters four, okay. but especially in chapter four, um, Phineas, who was Eli's daughter uh daughter-in-law okay okay from one of his sons well israel had just gotten back samuel was just a young boy mm -hmm. 
raised under Eli, being taught by Eli. Mm -hmm. But Samuel's watching Eli's sons, mm -hmm. who are also high priests or priests in, uh, to the Lord, according yeah. to Scripture. Yeah. But because Eli was a high priest. Mm -hmm. But they're out there having sexual sin and everything. And yet here they are. They're in the house of God, ministering wow. to the people of God while they're doing their sins. Great. I mean, talking drunk. No fear. No fear of God whatsoever. No fear whatsoever. Man, Pastor, you just saying that? Yeah. It freaks me out. How do you do that? How do you in, do that? In church. How, how? And there's pastors all around this country, by the way, that are in pulpits that they shouldn't be in. Come on, they may have been called at one time, but on. because of the because of the fact of what they've done in their personal lives, on, they should not be in those pulpits. Come on. And they shouldn't be teaching the people and ministering to the people in yes, any way. Yes, so here's their son. So here's so now Samuel's a young man. Mm -hmm. He's still learning. Mm -hmm. And the Philistines are hearing about the Ark of the Covenant, mm -hmm. which is a representation of God himself, wow. is in Israel. Mm -hmm. Well, they hear the shouts of praise and adoration because mm -hmm. the Ark of the Covenant's in Israel, yes. in Aphek, and which I believe is one of the cities or towns. Okay. Well, the Philistines could hear it, and it was so loud that it even put fear in the Philistines' camp. Wow. And the Philistines were like, okay. We know that kind of shout. That kind of shout brings strength to people. Mm -hmm. That means they're not going to be afraid of us. We need to meet their strength, their their excitement, their their joy, whatever you want to call it, whatever's going on in their camp. We need to meet it with our strength before yes. they overtake us. Yes. So they gathered their men and went in and defeated Israel. Mm. And they took the Ark of the Covenant. Mm. Well, Phineas, his one her son, her husband died, Eli's son. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. I believe, I don't know if he was actually in the battle or whatever had happened. Well, mm -hmm. she bore the son. And one of the ladies had said, oh, you know, what a gracious, what a great thing. Even though we lost the war, yeah. the battle, you were blessed with a son. Mm -hmm. And she says, I wasn't blessed with a son. I was blessed with an Ichabod, which means, uh, which means no glory or inglorious. Wow. And then wow. she goes on to say, wow. the glory is truly departed from Israel. Wow. So I was birthed with something wow. that reveals yeah. that we not only lost in the battle, mm -hmm. my son represents that loss. Mm -hmm. It doesn't represent glory. Mm -hmm. It represents something that's inglorious. Mm -hmm. The glory is truly departed. My goodness. And so this is what happens is that in our lives, we birth mm -hmm. these things in our life and then we wonder why there's no blessings. Mm -hmm. We wonder why there's not great things happening because you can't, if God's not moving in this situation in your battles, mm -hmm. he's not going to move in things that you call blessed either. Right, right. And how many times do people get a lot of money and they think, oh man, I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. That's not how you measure the blessing. It's, is God with you there in your battles? There it is. Is God with you in the battles that you're confronting? Well, if you're losing your battles, but even though, and you're being blessed financially, mm -hmm. you're still, then that means God's still not with you. Mm -hmm. Because one of the ways that you'll always know God is with you mm -hmm. is that when he pulls you through the battle. That's one of the ways for sure. It's not always what you call a blessing. Right. And how he pulls us through the battles, he gives us wisdom. He gives us wisdom, exactly. And Israel had no wisdom simply because their own priests, who should have had the wisdom, right. weren't serving the Lord. So the Lord wasn't welcome in Israel. Wow. And those priests stopped glorifying God. Right. So think about it. Israel's not glorifying God. They lose a battle. This is what happens in the church's life. We, wow. we, we wow. don't go to church. Wow. We don't pray to God. We don't wow. read our word, wow. but yet we have financial blessing. Well, we're doing really well, mm -hmm. 
But when we really need God, he's not there. Right. So we assume that our financial blessings, we knew of a gentleman, um, you know, uh, again, I won't share his name, but he, he was in our, he was related to our family through marriage for a while. Yeah. Um, and he believed that he was being blessed by God because he was doing so well financially. Oh. But yet he wasn't able to overcome the battles that he was dealing with. And we shared with him, what you call a blessing is not necessarily a blessing. It's not necessarily the devil, but it's definitely not of God. It's his own work. It's his own work. It might just be his own work and his own yeah. gifting. Yeah. The point is, is that God is not with you right. because you're not living for him. Mm. And this is what happens okay. with a lot of Christians. They think, well, I'm being blessed here, what they think is a blessing, mm -hmm. but yet they're not blessing God over here. Right. So you see, God's not moving. Yeah, yeah. Not God's not in their life just because they think he's in his, their life. Right. Yeah, or just because it looks like it. Yeah. I mean, that's deception. That's deception. That's deception. I mean, they want, it, it, truth pastor, we want to believe what we want to believe at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And like you said earlier, we'll find even scripture to back it up. Yeah. We'll find scripture to back up why I don't, I don't have to tithe. Yeah. We'll find scripture why I don't have to be at church every single Sunday and I don't have to hang out with all the Christians. We'll find scripture to back that stuff up. Yes. But it, but it brings no glory to God. Brings no glory to God. And so we got to understand is that if you want to see the glory You've got to give the glory. So it, it goes hand in hand with what we see. So back a few months ago, um, Praise Center Church, which is our which is our uh, uh, sister church. It's not our sister church. It's we're, we're the sister church to them. You know, we were birthed from them, so to speak, um, daughter church, whatever you want to call it. But Anyway, Pastor Arthur, well, they've been praying a lot. Well, on the day at National Day of Prayer, yeah. they were in the sanctuary. Now, I've seen the video. I, yeah. I think you've seen the yeah. video. Yeah. And in one portion of the video, mm -hmm. they were just filming it. Mm -hmm. And I know the lady that was filming it. Um, wonderful woman of God. Mm -hmm. And um, she was filming and just filming the service just to film it. Yeah. Just showing all the people in the sanctuary that were praying. Well, a couple of minutes later, she refilms films it because she, the, everybody could see the physical manifestation of the glory wow. in the actual building. Wow. So she decided to put the camera on, and sure enough, you could see it even in the video. Wow. And it was looked like a haziness in there, mm -hmm. and it was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, go forward about three, four weeks later. Mm -hmm. I'm there, and I'm painting, mm -hmm. and I'd been doing some work for them. And I was in their fellowship, or not their fellowship hall, in their foyer. Mm. And I was doing some painting in their foyer. And I'm sitting there talking with a good buddy of mine, Ray Morales. And uh, me and him are talking. And while he's talking to me, the doors are open to the sanctuary where this glory took place yeah. on one of those nights. And I'm sitting there talking with him. And as I'm talking, I see like this dusty mist coming out of the sanctuary. Yeah. Well, it's while he were talking, we're literally talking about the things of God, about a move of God. I was sharing with him and he started, well, while he's standing there, I seen this thing envelop him. I seen this glory literally overshadow him. And while he's talking, he said instantly, he stopped and he goes, ooh, I feel the goosebumps. Well, while he, when he said it, I was like, brother, I can see literally the spirit of the Lord right now over you. I can yeah. see it all over the place right now. Yeah. And then I said that, and he didn't really understand what I was talking about. Yeah. So I didn't say anything else because I thought, well, maybe the air conditioned units turned on, and I'm just seeing some <laughs> dust. Yeah. Maybe it's just dust. Yeah. So we walked out of the room, 
We were gone for about a minute and a half because I wanted to show him something that we were going to work on. We yeah. walked back in and it was gone. Wow. And I knew that I'd seen the glory. And so my point is, is this, is that the glory of God reveals himself when you've been giving him glory. And we wow. were in that foyer that day wow. talking about the awesomeness of God, yeah. revering him highly, talking about how wonderful he is, talking yeah. about his goodness. Yeah. And the, the glory of God that was showed up that night during the National Day of Prayer yeah. showed up that day during the middle of the afternoon while we were in there painting in the foyer. I love it. You, you remind me of the times when after youth group on Thursday nights, yes. we would go to McDonald's, yeah. Taco Bell, yeah. and take church from yeah. church yep. to those restaurants yeah. and a bunch of youth. And we would just talk and, and the kids were praising the Lord. They were dancing. And you just know the Spirit of God was moving on the people. Yeah. I remember going those nights where we would go, like you said, that uh, a couple a handful of times we went out. But one night was really powerful. Mm-hmm. We'd had a powerful youth services on that Thursday night. Yeah. And it ended up we had probably thirty of our young people and maybe maybe closer to forty people, I don't know, mm-hmm. between youth and adults yeah. after church service end up at the McDonald's that night. Mm-hmm. So healthy, right? So healthy. Yeah, so healthy. <laughs> what a way to end your night, huh? And I remember us out there and I remember the glory of God fell inside the McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I remember a young man walked in. Yeah. He walked in with a backpack. And he was getting ready to order. And I remember as he's standing there getting ready to order, he just turns and he just begins to fall over weeping. Well, I was me and I believe another, uh, I remember one of the gentlemen that was sitting at the table and I don't remember the other one. I think, I think you, I, no, actually I do. So the, there was two guys specifically sitting with me and we yeah. saw this happen because he was right next to us. Yeah. And we said, are you okay? And he goes, I don't know why. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I got to change. And he started talking about, I need to change my life. Well, the spirit of the Lord was all over all of us because we're all talking about the Lord while we're in there. Yes, sir. So we had him sit down and literally he went through probably, probably 30 or 40 napkins because he was crying so hard. Snot was just profusely coming out. It was kind of gross. Yeah. Yeah. But you could see that the Lord was doing something. Yeah. So after we talked with him for about 20 minutes, Mm -hmm. he puts his backpack up on the table and he says, here, I want you to have all of this. And he gives me some stuff out of the backpack. He goes, I stole this earlier today. Wow. He says, I can't have these things. He goes, I know it's wrong. And he gave his life to the Lord. Wow. Repented of all the thieving. Conviction immediately came over his soul. Immediately. And we seen him get saved that day. And he was, he was a thief that got, you know, that repented and restored that night. And we'd seen things wow. like this. One night we were out at uh, McDonald's or it was a Taco Bell, but we'd, we'd do that. And uh, the young people after service again, mm-hmm. well, one of our young guys had a really thumping, bumping radio system. Yeah. And he put on some of the music that we would play during worships or wow. uh, praise in yeah. our youth service. Yeah. And I remember about 20 young people were out in the parking lot praising God. Well, we had people walking up asking what youth ministry is this? And we'd share with them. Yeah. We had several that says, we've heard of you. Yeah. Well, you know, wow. uh, because the glory That's of God great. fell in the parking lot and we had people coming in and praising with us, yes. people coming up and just yes. saying, we love seeing your young people love Jesus. And yeah. we, it was just spontaneous acts of worship mm-hmm. because we were spontaneously yep. in those moments, giving glory mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. And as a result, the glory of God would fall. Amen. I remember too, Pastor. So even some, you could tell they were, they were drugged up. They were high. Yeah. 
and they would come near us and they were instantly sober. Instantly, instantly sober. sober. And they're yeah. like, what are you guys about? What are you guys doing? This is the power of what the glory of God happens when you give glory. Yes. The yes. more glory you give, the greater the glory will fall. Mm, the more glory you give, the more the greater the glory will fall. Yes. Good. And because God loves to be glorified. Yes. And a lot of times we probably spend too much time praying mm -hmm. and less time glorying. In Pastor, in the New Testament, the word glory is appears 145 times. In yeah. ju just in the New Testament, just in the New Testament, exactly. 145 times. I think it's important it to, glor to glorify God. And depending on what version, uh, it's a total of 369 times throughout the Bible. That's a lot of times. That's one every day. That's every day. Every day. And so there's a God. scripture you can take a hold of and say, God, I'm going to use this to glorify you. Hey, that's, that's good, Pastor. Isn't that good? That, that's a good challenge, you know, to, again, like you mentioned earlier about a standard in your relationship with God. God was raising standards about certain things, and one happened to be no radar movies. That's right. And isn't that good that God is protecting you in your heart? That's exactly right. So we can continue that's glorifying right. God? It, no, it totally is. That means that there's really not one book in the Bible, not one book in the Bible that in some way or another doesn't express glory, glory in some way or another. Wow. Now, there's a lot of other words that are not in Scripture yeah. that you might think of that you might say, well, what about this word? What about that word? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, for instance, you go to the book of Ruth, you know, the word God is God's name isn't even used in that. Yeah. Yeah. But we know that it's attributed to God based off of her life. Yes. Right. Yes. And uh, what God did. So my point is that you would think God would be in every... Yeah, and he's not. And he's not. Oh, I mean the book of Esther. The book of Esther. I'm sorry, the book of Esther. Yes, yes. not the book of Ruth. You're right. Yes. Book of yes. Esther. Yes. I knew it was one of them ladies. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. But it still glorifies God. But it still glorifies God. But the word glory is in pretty much every every book. And you find, you find a lot of it in Psalms. Yeah. In the book of Psalms. Because Psalms... Okay, so the book of Psalms is actually a book of prayers. Mm. A lot of people think it's a book of songs. Yeah, right. It's not. Their prayers turned to songs. Mm. They were originally prayers by David that ended up being played through the harp and the lyre yeah. and the other instruments of that day. Wow. Uh, they, they, they were prayers that were turned into songs beautiful. or psalms, but yeah. they were originally prayers. Mm. So beautiful. And it's very good because what, the, the, what that means is that in that prayer, mm -hmm. those prayers... We're glorifying God. Yes. And you're right. 59 of those, 59 times the word glory is used in Psalms. Wow. So, yeah. Wow, that is really good. Yeah. And there's, what, 150 Psalms. And out of 150 of those Psalms, 59 times it's used in those. Wow. So we know that two, uh, one third of the book of Psalms is dedicated to glorifying God. And you made a good point, Pastor, because that, that means our praise should be glorifying God. You just said it right there. A prayer turned to a song glorifying God. There you go. I, I do a lot of times. A lot of times I'm in the middle of prayer and then I just start singing. Mm. And the reason is, is because I know that a lot of those prayers were not just birthed. They, they weren't just thought of out of my head. They were birthed through my heart. The Holy Spirit showed up. And when the Holy Spirit shows up, those sometimes those words that I prayed, no, they become music to God's ears. Wow. So I repeat it by singing. Pastor, you give me just as in, get ready to close here. But you give me a heart. You give me a um, a picture of a heart to heart connection. When yes. you when you talk that way to God, when you praise God that way, when we like you said in public, when you fellowship with other people, and you're loudly not purposely, but you're just loudly declaring the works of God. 
he he appears. Yes, he does. But, but it's a heart to heart. Yes, it does. It is a heart to heart, and because it's a heart to heart, we need to understand is that God has something powerful. So God has something to. He loves to move. And I think that we think that God just sits on a throne. He doesn't sit. He sits on a throne because of it's, a, it's a position of authority. Yeah. But he also likes to move. Mm-hmm. And the thing that gets him to move is when we honor him. Mm. And you see this even with Stephen when he was being stoned. Yeah. We see that he begins to honor the Lord. Yeah. And it, it blessed God so much that he looked up and he saw God stand up out of his own throne. Mm. He saw him stand. It was like a, it was the equivalent of an ovation. Uh, as as if you did something so spectacular, I'm going to clap. And that's what he did. It was like God was standing up clapping for the wonderful thing that he had just done, even while he's being stoned. That's true glory. Wow. That's true glory. Amen. And God is like, he's applauding him for that. He's applauding him. That's what it, that's what the glory of God is when it's in return to us. The glory that goes up to God yeah, is yeah. us honoring Him. Yes. The glory that comes down is His desire to show up in our presence. Wow. And so His glory shows up. I mean, what an expression of love, Pastor. Yes. What a deep expression of love. Amen. Well, I mean, we, we can't think of a better way to close this one out no, than, that's than that good one, way. Pastor. Was no. there any other way you want to... No, I, I would say, look, learn to glorify God. Okay. Spend more time glorifying God okay. than always asking for things. And what you'll find is that in that pa- in that moment, yeah. God will give you things to speak and to sing and to share. Amen. Closeness with God is much better than God getting close enough to give you what you want. I love it. I love it. Let him give you what you need. You need his presence. Amen. Well, there you have it, listener. I was going to close out with something different. I'm not going to. This is a very special moment. Like Amen. I'm, I'm going to uh, capitalize what Pastor Paul said. Glorify God. Amen. In the questions, the adversity, glorify God. We love you so much. God bless. Thank you for joining us today. Power Talk Podcast is brought to you by Powerhouse Church. You can listen on Spotify or download the Powerhouse Church app. If you would like to comment, need prayer, or want more information, contact us at powerhousechurch.us.